Let's see here. Today is 10 July. It's Sunday. I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Prophecy Report. Target Taiwan. That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, we've got a visitor here today. I always try to highlight them. It's Corrine. Uh, is that right? Okay, it's wonderful to have you here, ma'am, and I hope you'll enjoy yourself. Thank you. All right, so Corrine came with Ray today, and then we have um, uh, something coming up this week. I did not write the second time, but it's uh, Newsmax. You can watch them online. You can watch them on TV, but the uh, uh, first one I was told about will be showing at 4 o'clock in the morning. So if you're up early like I am, you can watch this. Uh, they're having the uh, uh, David and Goliath, Sergio and Rhoda in Israel video highlighted at 4 o'clock next Saturday morning. And then at 4.30, they will have the Jericho to Jerusalem walk with Sergio and Rhoda in Israel. Okay, And those happen to be the two that I participate in. So for some reason, they're coming up this week. Um, so if you'd like to watch that. And then there's another time this week you said, was it Thursday or something? No, it's tonight at 7 p.m. Like it's 7 p.m. on N2. Not on okay, it's on N2. You have to have it on TV or some way of finding it. But anyway, it's Newsmax 2. It'll be on today. 7 p.m. So if you want to watch those, great. If not, you can watch the full-length versions on YouTube. But it's just kind of cool that it's on TV. So we got a couple of uh, international movie stars here, Sergio and Rhoda. There you go. Okay, uh, let's see. We got some news from Israel today, from the Times of Israel. Israel to be the first in the world to pipe desalinated water into a natural lake, the Sea of Galilee. Early next year, Israel is set to become the first country in the world to channel desalinated water into a natural lake, the Sea of Galilee, one of the lowest lying bodies of water on Earth. Does anybody know what the lowest lying body of water on Earth is? Dead Sea. Dead sea. It's just a little further south down the line. Okay, the Sea of Galilee is Israel's largest freshwater lake and its emergency water store. The National Water Company, Merkorot, plans to complete construction of an eight-mile underground pipe by the end of this year to be followed by weeks of tests before it goes into operation around the end of the first quarter of 2023. The pipe will connect the lake to infrastructure that in turn links into 5D salinization plants along the Mediterranean coast. The water will enter the lake via the Zalmon Stream, which drains into the Sea of Galilee near Kibbutz Genosar on the northwestern shore. Tests carried out by scientists indicate that the project will not have any significant deleterious effect on ecosystems and will even help them by keeping water levels stable. But conceded Dr. Gideon Gall, head of the Kinneret Limnological Laboratory, which was tasked with carrying out several tests, all the decisions are accompanied by a certain concern and a wish that we didn't have to do this. Still, he added, if you balance the advantages and disadvantages, I think that the former outweigh the latter. The idea for the NIS 900 million, which is 264 million U.S. dollars pipe, was born toward the end of several disastrous drought years between 2013 and 2018, when the lake's level approached an all-time low. Thanks to plentiful rain over the past two winters, the water level has temporarily recovered. In April, it reached a size 32 centimeters, which is 13 inches below its maximum capacity 
for the first time in 30 years. But they don't want to have it low again like that. It's very scary when that happens. And uh, so they're going to be doing this. And there's always a risk when you introduce foreign waters into a body of water. And that's what that guy was saying. We wish we didn't have to do this is because having been in water and wastewater for many, many years, I can tell you that it is something that uh, can have an effect that you don't even realize. So they're doing it. They're going to be hoping and praying that it doesn't have any deleterious effects, but we'll see. From Ynet, first, here you go with Israel, first same-sex couple surrogacy in Israel underway after successful procedure. Months after Israel made surrogacy available for same-sex couples, the first surrogacy for a gay male couple is already underway. Early last month, preliminary checkups showed that an embryo has been successfully transferred to the surrogate mother for a couple in their 30s from central Israel. So what they're, happened? I thought men could have babies. That, yeah, exactly. There you go. Men can have babies. Apparently, that's not the case, and so they need to have a woman do this. And Israel, read Ezekiel 36.22, is going to suffer the consequences for these decisions. But... Uh, Dr. Ite Bar-Hava, who performed the procedure, said that now same-sex couples and single men will be able to have children through surrogacy without having to travel abroad and dealing with a different health care system, which could be a pricey endeavor. He also added he expects a shortage of surrogate mothers due to Israel's relatively small population and the high demand for the procedure. In other words, they have a very high level of homosexuality, especially in Tel Aviv. And so this is just something that Israel is going to have to deal with. And they are going to go through the tribulation period, and it's going to be a sad time in human history, but they are not right with the Lord, and they're allowing these things. Health Minister Nitzan Horowitz, who is openly gay, announced in January the procedure will become open for same-sex couples and single men following a Supreme Court decision made last year. Full equality. This is their idea of equality. It's the same thing happening in our nation and most of them around the world. That is the simple demand, and it is the goal of the LGBT struggle, the long struggle of my community, he said. Equality before the law and equality of parenthood. Well, the Lord will not think so. I can tell you that right now. From the Times of Israel, health ministry panel unanimously backs COVID vaccines for children over six months. I read something in the U.S. just this morning. I think they are at 1.32% of their projected vaccinations for children in America because people are realizing that it's not doing anything. Okay, so Israel is taking the same step, and my guess is they will have a lot higher vaccination rate than we have so far in America. Okay, we have some news concerning Christianity here. And before I read you those articles... I'd like to first note that if you only watch the CGE Prophecy Report, uh, I would like or hope that you would watch the opening comments from the Superior Word that were done today. Uh, that is uh, Don Meisler. He did a commentary on Isaac Nemugera in Uganda, and he is a person that is worth supporting. He's a wonderful person. And uh, Don highlighted his ministry this morning. So I would ask that you would consider watching that and learning about what this man does in Uganda. He is a great asset to the people of his nation. Secondly, Epaphras in Tanzania, okay, they are aligned with us as well. He is looking for help to buy a projector and screen. The total cost is going to be a little over $1,000 uh, U.S. dollars for them to have this in Tanzania, but they would like to be able to have it so that their church can watch the superior word online. 
that they can also have, uh, you know, their studies and things, and it's something that they cannot personally afford. So uh, this is uh, Pastor Epaphras. He's in Tanzania, and I'm sitting here right now thinking about it, and I would be willing if somebody or if enough people will uh, give to meet $500 of it, I will pay the rest, okay? I'll commit to doing that. So um, if we can help them out with that, please let me know. And if we hit the $500 mark, then I will just go the rest. Okay, Conservative Daily. House GOPers demanding answers on why grants going to boost atheism overseas. This is U.S. government boosting atheism overseas. Committee Chairman Jim Banks and 15 GOP colleagues are challenging the legality, which it is illegal, of State Department grants of as much as $500,000 each to international organizations committed to the practice and spread of atheism and humanism. Their challenge is contained in a June 30th letter to Biden and Blinken concerning the department's competitive grant process issued in April of 2021 for promoting and defending religious freedom inclusive of atheist, humanist, non-practicing, and non-affiliated individuals. In other words, these people may not believe anything at all, but we're going to send them money under the guise of religion. It's a way of just transferring money out of the United States to people that have no care of any values that the Lord has set into the uh, heart of the human soul. Uh, it's in South Asia, the Middle East, and North Africa. To be clear, atheism and humanism are official belief systems. As an initial matter, therefore, we would like to know what other U.S. government programs supported with appropriated funds are being used either to encourage, inculcate, or to disparage any official belief system, atheist, humanist, Christian, Muslim, or otherwise, Banks and the other signers told Blinken. It is one thing for the department to be tolerant and respectful of a wide range of belief systems and to encourage governments to respect the religious freedom interests of their citizens. It is quite another for the U.S. government to work actively to empower atheists, humanists, and non-practicing and non-affiliated in public decision-making. Any such program for any religiously identifiable group in the United States would be unconstitutional. So if it can't be done here, why would they allow it overseas? In addition to its constitutionality, dubious legal foundation, we also question how such a grant or cooperative agreement program advances the foreign policy interests of the United States. Because if it doesn't, why are we sending money out to do it? Foreign money or money sent to foreign governments is supposed to further our agenda, our United States agenda. And this has nothing to do with that. So why are they doing it? From the Christian Post, Seattle police arrest street preacher for reading the Bible. Risk to public safety, they say. Now, I want to tell you before I read this, if you are on public land, and it doesn't matter where in the United States of America, with the exception of state capitals, because state capitals are exempt from the public policy. You have to get permission to speak on them. I know that because I spoke at all 50 state capitals. But if you are on public land, if you're on a sidewalk, it's the public sidewalk, they cannot inhibit your freedom of speech. It is against the law, okay? Now, if you magnify your voice, like with a loudspeaker or something, you will need a permit, okay? But if you are just speaking or preaching or reading the Bible or anything else, that is your right as a United States citizen. They cannot infringe on that. 
and this person's rights were infringed. Seattle police arrested a street preacher on charges of being a risk to public safety for reading his Bible aloud at a public park. There's the key near an LGBT pride event. It doesn't matter what else is going on there. If he wants to exercise his right at that, he has the right to. That is the First Amendment of the United States of America Constitution. Okay, uh, Matthew Meineke, who identifies himself as the Seattle preacher on Twitter, was surrounded by Seattle police officers as he was reading his Bible and was subsequently arrested and fingerprinted at a police station before being released. SPD has enough resources to send 10 police officers to arrest a preacher reading his Bible in a public park because it's such a horrible crime now. So at this point, we can no longer stand by. The risk that you pose for public safety by remaining here can be mitigated if you leave. It's your last chance, a police officer can be heard saying. They got it all on film. The preacher told the officers, I don't want to leave because I'm not in danger. I was at the Seattle Center reading the Bible, not aggressively preaching, not stirring people up, not anything. People throwing things, people vandalizing our property. I think about 10 police officers showed up. Your job is not to silence me and move me. Why are they so offended by words? I just believe in using the word of God. The preacher also posted a video showing a protester seizing his Bibles and ripping pages out, shouting words I'm not going to read you. Another person shouted at him saying, and I'm not going to read those either because they're just vile people saying vile things. Meineke said he saw a bunch of naked people walking around over here, not 200 feet away, naked grown men around little children. Last weekend, Meineke was also arrested during a Roe versus Wade protest. Chloe added on Twitter, far left extremists ripped up his Bible and assaulted him, but they got away. In a video Meineke shared online, he added, we've got a city full of crime. We've got needles all over the place, lawless, homeless camps everywhere. We've got assaults. We've got broken glass. We've got Antifa running the place, but they've got time to send 10 police officers to arrest a street preacher reading his Bible in a park. And he was not violating any law by doing that. Remember that, please. From the Christian Post, PCUSA committee passes resolution declaring Israel's treatment of Palestinians apartheid. I've been to Israel. we got a couple of people that live there most of their lives in here today. And I can tell you the least apartheid place probably on the planet is the state of Israel. Okay. I can tell you that one of them is not Jewish. And here she sits. Do you agree with that? Non-Jew? She does. She's shaking her head. Yes. And now they're hugging. Okay. Some news from the Mideast and Africa today. Yeah, I've been there. I know. I mean, these people say these things and they've probably never been there to check out what they're these resolutions they're passing. Okay, uh, from the Jerusalem Post, government-funded Canada Muslim organization hosts anti-LGBTQ pro-terrorism speakers. Okay, so they got this dilemma, just like they do in America. Who do we support more, the Muslims or the LGBTQ? And so they can't decide from one day to the next. Featured speakers who have supported terrorism Anti-Semitic conspiracy theories and anti-LGBTQ plus sentiments are being hosted by a Toronto convention by the Muslim Association of Canada, which has received millions of dollars in funding from the Canadian government for anti-racism programs and social engagement. The MAC Convention 2022 featured dozens of speakers in its program, some of which are highly controversial. 
Some comments made in support of terrorist attacks have been made as recently as May. All homosexuals deserve the death penalty, they say. Several of the MAC Convention 2022 speakers have made statements in support of terrorist principles or individual terrorist attacks. Now, remember, if you were to say that in Canada about LGBTQ people, you would be arrested. But if you're a Muslim, they know they can't arrest you, and so they allow them to say it. So there's a complete breakdown of clarity coming from the government of Canada, just like the government of the United States. Dr. Muhammad al-Shinkiti a Mauritian academic shared pictures of himself with controversial Sheikh Yusuf al-Karadawi, praising the man who had issued fatwas condoning the abduction and killing of Americans in Iraq, and had issued statements supporting Palestinian suicide attacks on all Israelis, including pregnant women. As he claimed, there was no such thing as a civilian Israeli. All the Jewish people are combatant, said another speaker, Dr. Mohammed Rateb. Dr. Hatem Bazian, a founder of Students for Justice in Palestine and American Muslims for Palestine, has called for intifada, an armed uprising in the United States. Now they can say this, but if you say that in the U.S. or in Canada, you will go to prison. Okay, going on, Egyptian-born Dr. Jamal Badawi called suicide bombing a heroic act and was allegedly one of the unindicted co-conspirators in the Holy Land Foundation trial. The Holy Land scandal saw millions of dollars transferred to Hamas, a group recognized in Canada as a terrorist organization. But nobody says anything because they don't want to upset the apple cart. CNN, inflation soars to nearly, you think we got it bad here? It's probably going to happen here, but right now Turkey has got it worse. 80% in Turkey as food prices double. Consumer prices increased by 78.6% last month compared to June 2021. Driven by the soaring cost of food and drink and transportation, food prices have almost doubled in a year, while the cost of transport was up 123%. It is another grim milestone for a country that has suffered rampant inflation in recent months and whose currency has lost more than 20% of its value against the U.S. dollar since the start of this year. Turkey's economy is exposed to the same forces of global inflation as other countries, but as you know, he's a financial genius. President Erdogan's unorthodox economic policies have inflamed the crisis, as has the crashing lira, which makes imports much more expensive. In September, Erdogan ditched the rule book and told Turkey's central bank to start cutting interest rates as prices were rising rather than raise them. At times, when the world's major central banks are increasing the cost of borrowing to cool demand in a bid to tame inflation, Turkey is doing exactly the opposite. Interest rates have remained at 14% since December. Erdogan has defended his monetary policy, which is completely indefensible, arguing that lowering rates will bring down inflation and boost production and exports. He has blamed his country's economic problems on foreign interference. Last week, Erdogan announced that his government would raise the minimum wage by 30% starting this month so they can just eat just six months after hiking it by 50%. So here we have 80% hike in your, your basic pay simply to eat to help workers with their soaring cost of living. Times of Israel. We won't be seeing much more of this lady. Daughter of Iran's ex-president charged with propaganda and blasphemy. Fazeh Hashemi, 
indicted for reportedly saying demand to remove IRGC from U.S. terror list is damaging to Tehran's interest, referring to Mohammed's daughter as a businesswoman. She's going to, you're going to see her strung up by her neck pretty soon. That's what's going to happen. They, once you say something like that in Tehran, it's done. Okay, now something interesting from Mongolia. From East Idaho News, Mongolian ambassador pays a visit to Eastern Idaho. Mongolian ambassador, I can't pronounce his name, flew into Idaho Falls to tour the museum's current Genghis Khan exhibit. He also gave a presentation as part of the MOI's Museum Club program, promoting the cross-cultural relationship between his country and the United States, as well as detailing what Mongolia offers as a tourist destination. The event also included a performance of traditional Mongolian music and an exchange of gifts. This marked the first time in MOI history that an ambassador from a foreign country has visited the museum. This guy, who I can't pronounce, also visited the Idaho Falls Zoo, where he was in town. Good. Okay, from Daniel's technology this week, he prophesied that technology would increase in the end times. From JNS, new Israeli, I've always wondered why they didn't have this. I've thought of this my whole life, thinking it must be something they have, but they haven't until now. New Israeli gunfire detection system attracts global attention. The system can detect anything from machine gun fire, handguns, RPGs, 30 millimeter cannons, and other types of threats. The system can detect hostile fire at lengthy ranges, including two kilometers for RPG attacks and more than 400 meters for AK-47 fire. Sniper positions can also be detected from hundreds of meters away. IAI officially unveiled its Othello P system featuring an advanced camera, an acoustic sensor, and AI. According to the company, the system can be used in both stationary and on-the-move configurations on vehicles, armored platforms, tanks, and autonomous unmanned systems, as well as vehicles that transport VIPs and paramilitary vehicles. A version also exists for infantry and special forces units. Described as lightweight, Othello speeds up time it takes for forces to locate enemy positions and turn that info into targeting data for a return fire in a process known as the sensor-to-shooter loop. Othello P is a unique approach, a system that detects the source of fire. If someone is shooting at me, I can identify where the fire is coming from, what the location of the shooter is, the camera and Electro-optical sensor identifies the flash of hostile fire that emanates from a barrel. The acoustic sensor identifies the blast as well as shockwaves that are generated by bullets passing nearby. We can integrate all three or even just two of these to get a location. If I'm in a protected vehicle and someone is shooting at me, the first thing I want to know is where it is coming from. If I know the location, I can eliminate the threat. This is critical. This type of situational awareness is sorely lacking on a battlefield such as Ukraine today where many tanks have been hit by RPGs and personnel struck by sniper fire without the forces knowing where to return fire. Othello P can operate in day or night and in all weather conditions. We are able to operate in an urban area. This is a very unique system because the current traditional systems have a problem operating in an urban area. Urban areas are noisy environments. 
We integrated optical sensors for detecting flashes and an acoustic listening sensor for measuring and classifying fire sources, enabling us to operate in a much more robust condition than in the past. The sensor can also be mounted on a tripod for VIP protection, such as on the balcony of a president. In military settings, the target data that the system generates can be sent up to the level of headquarters, which can then dispatch support to the unit under fire, such as through artillery return fire or sending more forces to the relevant sector. Othello P is made up of two parts, with each providing 180 degrees of coverage, amounting to 360 degree coverage per system. The two parts are integrated into a single control box. I've thought of that for years, and I wondered why they didn't have something like that. Israel developed it. Good stuff. Okay, it's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues that are mentioned in the book of Revelation, so let's see what's going on in the world with that. From CBS, thousands of National Guard soldiers risk dismissal for going unvaccinated against COVID. Now, we have a shortage of people going into the military right now. They cannot get enough people in any of the services because the administration has gone woke and people do not want to join the military. They're having a shortage and the administration is currently now doing this to the guards. I told you months ago, this is an agenda against the United States. It's happening. Up to 40,000 Army National Guard soldiers across the country, or about 13% of the force, have not yet gotten the mandated COVID-19 vaccine as the deadline for shots looms. At least 14,000 of them have flatly refused and could be forced out of the service, according to data. Between 20 to 30% of Guard soldiers in six states are not vaccinated and more than 10% in 43 other states still need shots. Guard leaders say states are doing all they can to encourage soldiers to get vaccinated by the time limit. And they said they will work with the roughly 7,000 who have sought exemptions, which are almost all for religious reasons. We're going to give every soldier every opportunity to get vaccinated and continue their military career. Every soldier that is pending an exemption, we will continue to support them through the process. And the president will not support them, and they will be ejected from the U.S. military. Charlie, and yes, there's something I don't understand about that. It's important. National Guard is supposed to be state-level troops. That's correct, but they're how funded the by the military. How, how can Biden have any control? Why, I understand. Well, you've got the reserves and you've got the guards, and they are funded by the U.S. government. Okay, even though they're under the states, they are funded by the U.S. government. Okay, and there are other controls that the government has over them, but they are designated for the states, but they can be called up by the federal government. So you have to just do your study on that, but they do have that sway over these people. And the problem is that the government is, is paying their salaries, and they have now, as of today, reduced their salaries, I think, by 60%. So there you go. That's what's going on. And that's why DeSantis is currently working on getting our own reserves that have nothing to do with the U.S. government. Yeah. That's why he's doing that, is because these people, I hate to say it, but they are communists that are in the White House right now. They do not have the best intent for this nation. And so this is what's going on. We've been seeing this more and more. You, you can't be a Christian in the U.S. military anymore and espouse it openly. It's just not happening. From NTD, military doctor facing discharge for giving exemptions to COVID-19 vaccine mandate. That was his job. They're getting rid of him. 
USA Major Samuel Sigaloff, a doctor, was ordered to stop seeing patients because of concerns of disseminating misleading information about the COVID-19 vaccines. Sigaloff was later found to have referred to COVID-19 as the Wuhan COVID-19 virus, which is what it's called, and to have counseled patients against COVID-19 vaccine. If they didn't want it, he said, what do you think? You don't have to have it. They're kicking him out. Sigaloff contests the findings, but believes his military career is likely over. Gateway Pundit. FDA panel advisor admits agency lost. They lost critical trial data for placebo group before approving experimental vaccine for babies and toddlers. They didn't lose anything. I guarantee you that. Gateway Pundit. Dangerous and ineffective. Experimental Pfizer vaccine causes nearly five serious adverse events per every one person it kept from being hospitalized with COVID, a study finds. Zero Hedge, reactivation of chickenpox virus following COVID-19 injections is on the rise. USA Today, US to buy 105 million doses of Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine in deal worth $3.2 billion. There's the answer why this has been going on. Week after week, we see this. Mail online, giant snails that can grow as big as rats put Florida town into quarantine. An entire town in Florida is in quarantine. Giant African snails have been confirmed in the city of Port Ritchie. These invasive creatures carry the parasite lungworm that leads to meningitis in humans. Officials have quarantined the two for the next two years. Residents are prohibited from moving plants, soil, and yard waste, debris, compost, and building materials outside the zone. They're in lockdown in their own homes. Okay, morality is declining. Here's some news on that. From Breitbart, Scottish government workers told biological sex is falsehood invented to reinforce white supremacy. Breitbart, UK Health Services removes word women from menopause advice document. Breitbart, CNN's Amanpour, Taliban won't respect the United States after the Dobbs decision. Do we care? She's worried about that. Wow. From Pink, Marvel Comics is introducing a new gay Spider-Man in its Edge of the Spider-Verse comic series. I guarantee you he'll be on the movies very soon. He looks fabulous. Yes. <laughs> Mail Online. How California's legal cannabis dream became a public health nightmare. It's leading to spiraling addiction, psychotic illnesses, and hospitals facing a deluge of poisoning. Once you let the door open, it just is wide open. Okay, and you know what else is a side effect of too much THC? It's called scrometing, where you cannot stop vomiting. Anytime you do anything, you eat something, you vomit. And it has become commonplace in these states that have passed these laws. From the Daily Caller, Colorado teacher sent to re-education training for suggesting to teen that trans youth regret transitioning. Telling the truth. And this person is being sent to a re-education camp. A Colorado teacher was disciplined after suggesting to a transgender student that the rise in transgenderism is a trend that some come to regret. I've got, how many articles have we read in the past year of people that have regretted it, that said, I was abused as a child through this process and so on? 
according to documents provided to the Daily Caller from the educator. Okay, we got some other news from around the world. From Reason, Oregon health officials delayed a meeting because urgency is a white supremacy value. I can't believe that they would even say that. The OHA, this is a government agency that coordinates medical care and social well-being. During the pandemic, the OHA was responsible for coordinating Oregon's vaccination drive and disseminating information about COVID. The agency's Office for Equity and Inclusion, however, prefers not to rush the business of government. In fact, the office's program manager delayed a meeting with partner organizations on the stated grounds that urgency is a white supremacy value. From Breitbart, UN says Joe Biden's border is deadliest land crossing in the world. This is the United Nations saying this. This isn't just some right-wing news source. This is the United Nations. Biden's border with Mexico is the deadliest land crossing in the world, according to the International Organization for Migration. More than 1,238 lives have been lost during migration in the Americas in 2021 alone, among them at least 51 children, said the group's July 1st report. At least 728 of these deaths occurred on the U.S.-Mexico border crossing, making this the deadliest land crossing in the world. I've watched video after video of people swimming across, not being able to finish, and down they go. That's the end of their human life because of the policies of the president of the United States of America. He should be charged with all 728 of those deaths. And if any of those other 500 were on their way up here, he should be charged with their deaths as well. Gateway Pundit. Internal memo reveals Capitol Police were warned in advance that BLM from Baltimore was bussing in rioters disguised as Trump supporters on January 6th. The memos had been released. Trump supporters were framed by the FBI and government operatives and BLM and Antifa terrorists. A leaked internal memo revealed that the U.S. Capitol Police Intel Unit warned in advance that BLM from Baltimore was busing in rioters for the protests. According to the memo, the rioters were going to blend in. BLM and Antifa will wear MAGA hats, wear camo, and attempt to blend in with the MAGA crowd. So violence blamed on Trump supporters attending the Trump rally. Zero Hedge. Russia now demands rubles for grain as world's largest wheat exporter. Russia. They've already done this with their oil. They were doing it with their natural gas, and they're doing with wheat. They're going to be separating themselves from the common currency, which is the U.S. dollar. This is an intentional attack against the U.S. dollar, which has been perpetrated not by Russia, but by, no, not even by China, by the man in the White House. He's the one that's done this. After threatening to do so for a couple months now, Russia has pulled the trigger on expanding the list of commodities for which it demands payment in rubles to now include grain exports. So now grain, sunflower oil, and extracted meal are the next to follow the March decision to charge clients from unfriendly countries, including major customers in Europe, in rubles for natural gas instead of the normative dollars and euros. On top of this move, recently agriculture announced that Russia's agricultural products will go to friendly countries only. And according to who needs it the most, a hugely significant statement sure to continue sowing uncertainty and chaos 
for the global food supply. There's going to be a lot of people in the Middle East that are going to be starving very soon because of these policies from NTD. Biden looks to block or limit new offshore drilling, scaling back Trump era plan to pump more oil. He's already cut out how many pipelines he's put off limit numerous oil fields. And now he's saying there'll be no more offshore drilling. And he says it's all Putin's fault. The draft plan released on July 1st by the Interior Department lays out several options for public input as to how many offshore oil and gas lease sales should be held over the next five years, ranging from nearly a dozen leases to zero. Open for consideration and public input are 10 potential new leases in the Gulf of Mexico and one in the Cook Inlet off the southern coast of Alaska, as laid out in detail in the draft proposed plan. Entirely removed from consideration are any new leases in federal waters off the Atlantic and Pacific coasts. This stands in contrast to a Trump-era proposal for 47 new offshore drilling leases, including the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans. Ten instead of 47 and none in the Atlantic or Pacific. Mail online. Men rush to get vasectomies after Roe versus Wade is overturned, with one Florida urologist known as the vasectomy king getting up to 18 requests a day. She knows him, she says. Mail online. CNN suffers the biggest ratings dip in seven years. Viewers plummet 13% in June in largest freefall since 2015, despite the new CEO, Chris Licht, vowing to turn the network away from extremes. Well, nobody on the right is ever going to go back to CNN. That's a given. So they have a base on the left. And now they've alienated that base, and so they've lost everything. They didn't think their business plan through too well. Breitbart, Biden's economy sees worst half for stocks since. Does anybody know the last year it was this bad? 1872. Yes. Zero Hedge. Social media study shows growing DeSantis boom among swing voters. Fox. On 4th of July, NPR scraps Declaration of Independence reading tradition for equality discussion. I think there's equality in the Declaration of Independence. Mail Online. California announces it will become the first state to give health insurance to illegal immigrants as Gavin Newsom launches ads in Florida telling voters to move to his state. (laughs) The entire state, whether you're legal or not, are going to get free health care. They cannot survive in California with the way they're doing things. That economy cannot survive. And that is, I believe, if I'm wrong, you can correct me, but I believe it is the third largest economy on the planet is California alone. I believe it's, it's the fifth now. It used to be the third. Okay, so we've got the U.S., we've got Russia, we've got China. There's one more, apparently. India, India okay, and now uh, California, which it used to be the third. Okay, Mail Online. Emmanuel Macron is physically and psychologically exhausted, and speculation is growing that he is depressed as he faces a second term with no parliamentary majority. That's what happens when you have elections. Gateway Pundit. Mississippi governor warns doctors will lose license for prescribing medication abortions. Good. Saving children one good decision at a time. BBC. Taiwan. China attack not imminent, but U.S. watching closely, says General Milley. 
I would say it's imminent then, because this is the same person that said that nothing will happen in Afghanistan. We've got our foot on it. We lost, what, $80 billion worth of resources. Dozens of people were killed every day right at the airport. And then what happens? They've got, I think, still a thousand U.S. citizens there that nobody's trying to get out except ex-military that have gone in at the risk of their own lives without any support to get these people out. I think Taiwan is doomed after that statement. Mail online. Some good news. Actually, it's not good, but it's good. Okay. I say it's not good because it affects me personally. I can't stand the traffic, but it's good for being good. Mail online. The 50 best beaches in the world for 2022 revealed. From paradise in Florida to beautiful strips of sand in the United Kingdom and Ireland. So does your favorite make the cut? Siesta Key Beach is number four this year. Sometimes it's number one. Sometimes it goes as far as maybe number six, but it's number four this year. And the traffic is horrific. (laughs) Okay. Who said it? I doubt if you'll get it, except maybe Vic. Vic usually gets people like this, but it's still a very good quote. We are, by astronomical standards, a pampered, cosseted, cherished group of creatures If the universe had not been made with the most exacting precision, we could never have come into existence. It is my view that these circumstances indicate the universe was created for man to live in. No? John O'Keefe, NASA astronomer, he looked out into the heavens and he said, this was designed for human beings. Wonderful stuff. And so God created knowing that we would rebel against him, that we would divide ourselves among the nations and that we would kill each other, steal from each other, commit all the vile things that we do. And yet he was willing to send his son in the world to redeem us from all of this. What a great God. And everything was planned for us in the beginning, knowing that we would do that. What a great God. Okay, I got a lesser cure for you. Let's see if you can figure out what he's talking about. Now, when I read the first word, it is spelled H-A-I-L, okay? The Port Richians say, what the hail? Did you just see the size of that snail? In the soil it's found, but it's not holy ground. Something that big must worship with Baal. Okay, I got a bit of irony here for you, and then we'll be done. This is very similar to last week's. I almost included it with last week's and got rid of the other, but I thought I'd give you two of these. Uh, You know, people do things. Fox, South Carolina man dies of a heart attack while burying his girlfriend that he killed. That is swift and effective retribution there. Yes, such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG report for the week.